RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock on Benche, the top stories. Concerns mount about a mutated COVID-19 strain linked to an arrival from Dubai. Domestic helpers queue for hours to get tested ahead of a May 9 deadline. And police arrest five teens in connection with the jewellery store heist. Government advisor Yun Kwok Yong says the authorities must act after University of Hong Kong experts confirm that the SAR's first untraceable community infection of a mutated coronavirus strain involves the same variant carried by a patient who returned from Dubai. Joanne Wong reports. Professor Yun told RTHK in writing that the 39-year-old Filipino woman from Tongchong has a virus strain with an identical genomic sequence to that carried by a man who was diagnosed only after leaving hotel quarantine on his return from Dubai. The microbiologist says the finding proves that the strain, which originates in South Africa and may be more infectious, has already spread in the community. Professor Yun says this shows that there's a leakage in border control or quarantine measures, or that problems with sampling and testing procedures have led to false negative findings. Either way, he says, officials must act. He called on the government to conduct antibody tests for those who recently left quarantine hotels, especially those who stayed in branches of the Ramada chain, which has seen multiple cases. He also called for random retesting of samples that have been negative and field auditing for private laboratories. Another expert advising the government, David Hoy, says it's likely there's been silent transmission of the new strain in the community, starting with the Indian man who flew in from Dubai. But the Chinese University Respiratory Diseases expert says stepping up testing is the right move. Well, I think we should wait and see instead of having knee-jerk reaction. If you remember the Indian person who was released to the community on the 9th of April, he mainly infected his friend living in Jordan. And indirectly, he probably infected the Filipino domestic helper. He didn't really spark off a major community transmission. So I think we should actually continue to increase the testing of the relatively high-risk groups and see, with this way and see. Meanwhile, long lines formed at testing centres today as the government ordered domestic helpers to take a test by May 9th after two helpers were found to have the same strain, the new strain. In Victoria Park, some Indonesian women waited for more than four hours, saying they couldn't take refreshments because they were fasting for Ramadan. Online booking show centres on Hong Kong Island are full until after the deadline. Some helpers said they understood the testing rule, but criticised government plans to make vaccination mandatory when renewing their visas. I hope the employers also go, not only the FDH, because we ha- we live here in you know, one place, so I hope all people go, not only look for the domestic helper. Because uh, look the news, they just talk about the FDH. How about the employers? How about the other people, not only the age? Because, because the employers go outside every day, they go outside every day work, but the uh, other domestic helpers just stay at home. They said it's a discrimination. Health authorities reported eight additional COVID-19 cases today. None of them were local cases. Half came from Indonesia. The rest were from India, Cambodia and the Philippines. Only one displayed symptoms. Meanwhile, the hospital authority says a 70-year-old woman with COVID-19 has died in hospital. She had been admitted last month. Hong Kong's COVID-related death toll now stands at 210. 
Police say they've arrested five teenagers, the youngest 14, in connection with a heist at a jewelry shop in Taipo on Thursday. Timmy Song has more. Police say they found two stolen gold bracelets worth $56,000 at the home of one of the teenagers. They believe three of the gang acted as lockouts, while two of the teens walked into the shop in Taipo Plaza at about the same time. The first of the pair allegedly asked to look at bracelets before running off with them, while the second suspect distracted the staff. Detective Superintendent Johnson Zhong said the police believe the gang planned the heist themselves and are not connected to triads. He says the teenagers study at four local secondary schools. Police say theft offences have a maximum sentence of 10 years in prison. The MTR says the first trains on the West Rail and Tunma Phase 1 lines will start at 7.30 tomorrow morning to make way for tests on the full Tunma line. The train operator says shuttle buses will be provided from 5.15am for 10 routes, including between University and Tai Shuihang stations, and another running between Chengyi and Yunlong stations. The shuttle buses will run until about 8am. RTHK, the time is now 5 minutes past 11. India is launching an expanded vaccination program as it struggles to tackle an escalating coronavirus crisis. All adults are now eligible for a first jab, but many vaccine centers are closed due to shortages. India is a leading vaccine manufacturer and exporter, but less than 10% of the population has had a, one, has had a jab. These people were being vaccinated in Delhi. The situation is extremely grim. The system is at brink of collapse. That's the reason why we try to get vaccinated. The situation is not very good in our country. They are not able to handle it the way we should handle it. So I'm just going to tell you that get your vaccine as soon as possible because it is the only way that we can be safe. A coronavirus vaccination campaign has begun in Syria's last rebel-held enclave, the northwestern province of Idlib. The rollout is prioritizing healthcare and aid workers on the front lines of the battle against the disease. The UN has provided the region with about 50,000 injections. The U.S. and its NATO allies are starting the formal withdrawal of their troops from Afghanistan after an engagement there which has lasted nearly 20 years. They are due to leave by September. The BBC's Secunda Kermani reports. This is meant to be the beginning of the end of America's longest ever war. The huge logistical effort to withdraw all remaining US and NATO forces already got underway earlier this week. But with peace talks between the Taliban and Afghan government stalled, fighting on the ground looks set to continue. For the past year, the Taliban have not carried out attacks on international troops, but have continued targeting the Afghan security forces. That arrangement, however, revolved around a promise to withdraw all foreign forces by May the 1st. The Taliban have criticized President Biden's decision to push that deadline back to September, but it's not yet clear how exactly they will respond. Villages in southwest Kyrgyzstan say they still can't get back into their homes after clashes with their Tajik neighbors this week. They say Tajik forces are hanging Tajik flags on Kyrgyz homes and that sporadic shooting, looting and burning continues. Kyrgyz officials say 33 of their citizens have been killed in a row over water. The Tajik authorities say 12 were killed on their side. 
Poland's outgoing human rights ombudsman Adam Bodnar has warned that the European Union has been too slow to discipline Poland. He said the EU risks falling apart if it fails to hold authoritarian member states to democratic values. Last month, Poland's constitutional court gave Mr. Bodnar three months to step down. This month, the same court could rule that Polish law takes precedence over EU law. Mr. Bodnar said this could have serious repercussions for the EU. For some time now, we've been experiencing what could be called a legal pole exit. So, not a formal withdrawal from EU membership, but a growing process of ignoring the principle that EU law has sovereignty, primacy over national law. Were the Constitutional Court to rule in this case that the Court of Justice of the European Union cannot issue interim orders, then essentially the Court would in this way undermine the validity of the EU treaty. And briefly, Orthodox Christians have again been able to celebrate their faith's spectacular Holy Fire Ceremony in Jerusalem thanks to an easing of coronavirus restrictions there. To sports now and in football, Manchester City have moved to the brink of a third Premier League title in four seasons with a 2-0 victory at Crystal Palace thanks to goals by Sergio Aguero and Ferran Torres. With four games left, City have 80 points, 13 ahead of Manchester United, who host Liverpool tomorrow, knowing that defeat would seal the title for their neighbours. There's a big night of boxing to come. Britain's Derek Chisora faces the former heavyweight world champion Joseph Parker of New Zealand in Manchester. Meanwhile, all four of Irish fighter Katie Taylor's lightweight titles are on the line. Taylor faces Natasha Jonas in a rematch of the 2012 Olympic quarterfinal and says it will be a very different fight this time round. Professional boxing is obviously a completely different ballgame than, than amateur boxing and what works in the pro game isn't going to work in the amateur game and vice versa so um, I feel like my, my style has definitely developed over the last few years and um, I feel Tasha's style has developed as well. We both have transformed into, into top uh, professional fighters. And that's the news from RTHK. Could you be a teenage idol? Could you be a movie star? When I turn on my TV, will you smile and wave at me? Tell an Oprah who you are. So you want to be a rock star? With blue eyed bunnies in your bed. Don't go high for desire. Put it in your head, baby. Hollywood is dead. You can find it in yourself. I don't want to take you dancing. Oh, when you're dancing with the world, you can flash your caviar into me. Put it in your head, 
Advice from Michael Bublé, singing about Hollywood. That Hollywood is dead. Just as Frankie was gonna head out that way, so might as well just stay back in Hollywood East. And eight five two, chilling with you on a Saturday night, making cool tracks with the Pet Shop Boys. See you. 